God gave kids parents cause kids need parents. They need instruction. They need guidance. So we've got to get back to training up in the way they should go. And that means loving them to life, not to death. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but train them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Hello and welcome to Destined for Victory with Pastor Paul Shepard. You know, one of the things that can provoke our children is to favor one above the rest. We see this play out in the life of Joseph, who was the favorite child of his father, Jacob. And as we see the story unfold, this parental dysfunction creates a sibling rivalry, one filled with hatred, jealousy, and ultimate betrayal. Coming up next, Pastor Paul Shepard has three keys to raising children in a way that not only pleases God, but helps give young people a solid foundation from which to fulfill their destiny. Stay right here or visit PastorPaul.net to listen anytime on demand. That's PastorPaul.net. You can also subscribe to the podcast at Spotify, at Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, with today's Destined for Victory message, Destined but Dysfunctional, here is Pastor Paul. When I teach at some of these family life settings and what have you, I teach teach men. God gave you a helpmate, not a helpmate, but a helpmeet. People always say helpmate. That's not what the Bible said. He said about Adam, God said, I will make him a help suitable. Meat for him was the King James word. Meat for him, it means suitable. You don't need a, just a mate, a companion, a housemate. You need a help suitable. God gave men wise because men need help. You need a help suitable. Somebody to help you, get you straight, keep you moving in the right direction. Compliment the areas of your life that are jacked up. Stop fighting over difference. Make difference work for God's glory. You need someone else to help you. You need someone else in your life. If you're not married yet, you need some good godly friends who have other strengths and abilities they can bring into your life, speak into your life, keep you going in the right direction. Don't practice that kind of accountability where you make all your mistakes and then just confess them. A lot of people call that accountability. I have an accountability partner. God didn't give you an accountability partner so you can tell him all the mess you made last week. He gave you an accountability growth group or people to speak into your life so they can hear where you're tending to go. They can see the patterns and tell you there's some things here you need to change. It needs to be preemptive and preventive. You need to have some folk you can call up and say, you know what, I'm thinking some thoughts today that aren't too cool. So they can catch you at that point. They can say, all right, well, stay right where you are. Right after work, I'm going to come get you. We're going to go grab something and talk through this. Don't just call him up. I just fell. <laughs> it's not accountability. How that going to help you? You need people who you allow into the inner sanctum of your world. You don't keep clothes, lock closets. You let them through the house of your life. They can open any door they want. What's going on in your thought life? What you're looking at on the internet? Come on, somebody. What are you reading? How's your prayer life? When's the last time you've been in the Word? When's the last time you fasted? When's the last time you got before God? 
What are you doing about your hangups? What progress have you made with that thing we talked about last week? That's what you need. You need somebody else. Don't go around looking for folk who are just going to make you feel wonderful about who you are. If everybody in your life has the gift of wonderful, <laughs> gift of making you feel affirmed. Now listen, friends don't have to just always throw each other up against the wall, but that's got to be part of what happens. They ought to be affirming and encouraging when that's what you need. But there are some days you don't need encouragement or affirmation. You need somebody to get in your grill. So you need else. God makes us different. So we look at those patterns and we transfer them in parenting, grandparenting, guardianship. Who is this kid? Don't compare him to the other kid. Different gifts, different callings, different personality, different temperament. But you're to love them all the same. Then you're to look at each one and say, now what do they need? What they need may be different than what this one needs. And if you're going to be God's conduit into their lives, you've got to look at what they need. You've got to address those hurts, those needs, those interests. You've got to let them know there's somebody here who cares about you who isn't trying to make you somebody else. You say, but I see some real negative patterns. I see some sinful patterns developing in these kids. I see something they're really on the wrong road. Well, you got to begin with clearly demonstrating love. Because people are not going to let you speak into their lives and they don't even know that you love them. And let me tell you something, that's especially true of raising the next generation. They do not care how much you know, they must know how much you care. They've got to know how much you care. They got to know that you don't have some ulterior motive. That you're not trying to work out your issues by forcing them to be perfect. After all, look at who's raising them. Look at who's speaking into their lives. Those are imperfect people. So you can't be calling them to perfection. You've got to make up in your mind to demonstrate love very clearly. And on the strength of that love, when you love people well, love them clearly, you've made emotional deposits into that relationship so that when you have to call them on their sin and their stuff, you have something to withdraw from. You can't make a withdrawal if you haven't put in love. You go to try to correct them and the emotional ATM screen pops up and lets you know you can't make that withdrawal. And your kids, grandkids, and others have a way of letting you know, not you. Isn't that the truth? Because you haven't put in enough for them to be able to take that off of you. So you got to be able to know their unique hurts, interests, needs, address them. Yes, sometimes you will have to challenge them. That takes me to the third point. The third takeaway we've got to learn from these dynamics in Joseph's family. Not only make sure you're not practicing favoritism, not only should you discover and address the unique hurts, needs, and interests of each child, but number three, thou shalt love them to life, not to death. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. One of the many truisms that God gave Solomon to share in what we call the book of Proverbs. 
Train up a child in the way he should go, not the way he feels like going. God was intentional about giving children parents, grandparents, guardians, people who speak into their lives. He was very intentional about that. God gave kids parents because kids need parents. They need instruction. They need guidance. It's God's plan. That's why we've got to get straight so that we can help the next generation get straight. So we've got to get back to training up in the way they should go. And that means loving them to life, not to death. Jacob, now God, providentially, he covered all of their mess. God made this story in well. But don't take the fact that God, for his own plan and redemptive history, kind of worked through all of their junk. Don't take that as a good reason to keep the junk alive in your family. God used them despite their dysfunction, not because of it. And God uses us, but he doesn't excuse the dysfunction when his word has called us into change. So you got to learn to love your kids to life. Joseph was being loved to death by being loved more than his other brothers, by being treated special. He was being loved to death. Some of us are loving children to death. So we've got to change that pattern. What are some things that means? That means you got to offer sound, candid advice to the next generation. Not only the instruction that comes from your strengths and personally proven principles in your life, you've got to also be willing to lead by saying, listen, there's some things that I did wrong. Up next, the rest of today's Destined for Victory message with Pastor Paul Shepard, Senior Pastor of Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California. We want to thank all of you for your prayers and financial support and to let you know they're having a profound impact in the world. As God leads, please consider making a generous gift to Destined for Victory today. You can donate by calling 855-339-5500, or you can give securely online at our new and improved website, pastorpaul.net. That's pastorpaul.net. Your children will often learn from their own mistakes, but they also learn from yours. Here's Pastor Paul with the rest of today's message, Destined but Dysfunctional. See, if you want to parent from a place of perfection and act like you've never done anything wrong, you're withholding some information that could bless the next generation. And I've seen it down through the years. I've seen parents try to act like all that I share with you, I'm sharing because I did everything so well. They maybe have never said it, but that's the impression they send forth. And I've seen parents Telling their kids, you got to be sexually pure. you got to be pure, 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 pure. That's a great message. But not everybody can say, I can teach you that from personal experience. Some will have to be candid enough to say, I wish I had the opportunity. Back again that you have now. I made some serious mistakes. I compromised truth and it cost me. I wasn't raised in the word and it cost me. Or I was raised in it but didn't apply it in this area of my life. 
Some have got to be willing to go there if you really want to help the next generation. You got to be willing to give them sound, candid advice. You've got to give them reasonable expectations and limits. That's part of training them up in the way they should go. Reasonable expectations. Help them set the bar for success in their lives. Reasonable expectations. Not everybody has the same callings or strengths, so you can't expect the same thing out of every child. But when you get to know the unique hurts, needs, and interests of that child, you can help set a bar for them. If you have a child who clearly needs to be heading in the direction of getting a classic undergraduate degree and then graduate degree and going to certain disciplines, some have that aptitude and you want to send them, help them set the bar. Others are great with technical issues and they may be IT people. Some will be great in the blue collar world. Listen, don't look down on that. You need some folk to fix all that stuff you got. I thank God for blue collar experts. I thank God for folk who can come in your house and fix up whatever's going on in there. Told you many times before, that's not my gift and I have tried to develop that as a gift. I'm not handy. I'm impressed. If a hammer's in my hand, I'm already impressed. <laughs> just not handy. Just don't, that's, that's not how I roll. You just saw me one time in one of our houses. I actually put up the blinds. You would have thought I built the house from scratch. I said, look at those blinds I put up. Look at that hanging there just straight. Look at that. I was impressed with myself. I'm not one of these guys. You know, we got some folk around here now. Yeah, yeah. You know, last weekend I just tore my house down, built it back up. (laughs) They make me sick. They so handy, I'm jealous. Everybody has their own calling. Your children might need to head in that direction. Find out who they are. Make sure they all start with getting a sound education. It's not their job, it's your job. Help set that bar. Let them know stupid is not an option in this family. Not an option, stupid gonna send you to the poor house or the jail. So you set the bar. You let them know, that's why we gotta get our men straight here. Gotta get saved, get in the game. Quit making babies you don't raise. They need parenting. Men and women who will speak into their lives say, I expect better out of you. God has a plan for you. It's got to start with you getting your mind disciplined and developed. God will bless the work of your hands, but your hands have to learn how to work so God can bless it. God will bless the work of your mind, but you got to get your mind in gear. I don't care that this generation turns their hat this sideways as long as the brain is going straight. A lot of y'all fussing about the hat, not dealing with the brain. That's the way they roll. They turn it around the other way. They don't understand the bill is supposed to be out here. That's not a revelation they have. Quit fighting them about which way the hat's going. Make sure the brain's going straight. 
You got to help them understand there are opportunities ahead of you, but you've got to excel. When you study the Bible, men and women of God excel, and that's how God was able to use their excellence. Daniel and the three Hebrew boys were in Babylon in exile, but the Bible says they were many times smarter, had greater aptitude than their contemporaries. Why? Because they disciplined themselves and God blessed them. I was talking to our junior high students recently and shared with them some principles for life. And I was talking about this principle. If you got to make up in your mind, you're going to be a good student. Quit thinking it's just something that happens accidentally with a few smart kids. You got to decide. I got to be smart enough to do well. I got to be smart enough to get certain scholarships. Cost of education is going through the roof. I told myself in junior high school, I was getting decent grades, but not great grades. Goofing off and being with my friends and all the stuff that's sometimes typical of some junior hires. And, but I knew I was the third child. And I said, my father is not going to be able to put all three of us through good colleges on his money. And I don't want to be saddled with ridiculous debt. And I made up my mind in eighth grade, I've got to be a straight A student in high school. And you got to help your children make, set the bar that's sensible for them. And I told myself, if I want to go to a good school, that well might be dry by the time I get there. I told myself, I'm going to be a straight A student. It's not a matter of being brilliant. It's a matter of having your mind made up. Got to have your mind made up. You have to help your children understand that. Make up your mind to do certain things. I still ran track in high school and all of that. It didn't take away my whole life, but it was a decision I made. And I got to get this done. And I set the specific bar of I want to be in the top 10 of my graduating high school class. And come ninth year, ninth grade year, I dug in and said, I'm going to do what it takes to get straight A's. I graduated number two in a class of over 800 high school seniors. Wasn't because I was brilliant, it was because my mind was made up. When I saw that I was number two, I got mad. I said, I should have set it for number one. But I set it for top 10 and made number two and got scholarship to an Ivy League school. Listen, you got to make up your mind about some things. It's not about, hey, you're smart. You know, no, no, you don't let your kids cop out with excuses. There are certain things you got to get done in your life. Train them in the way they should go. Help them set expectations and limits. It's okay for us to get back to good old-fashioned discipline. To say, listen, you can't act any old kind of way in this house and then expect to get every iPod and every pair, $200 sneakers and all of that that you want. You don't get to be all fly while being disobedient and disrespectful. Some of y'all fussing, but you're steadily giving out the money. You say, but even you said you love them unconditionally. No, no, that, no. My love is unconditional. My money is conditional. And you don't show up, you want the latest thing by Nike or Adidas, you saw it on the TV, and you go to the store and it's $150, and they've been sassing you and disrespecting you and not doing their chores, and here you go whipping out your checkbook. The devil is a liar. 
Some of us were raised by folks, as soon as you get those chores done, as soon as you get some things we've been talking about straight in your life, we'll come back to the store at that point. I need the new iPod, the old one is too. Got to get this straight. Discipline is to be redemptive. Setting limits is to be redemptive. It's not to be punitive in nature as much as it's to help them understand. You make good choices, some good things happen. You make wrong choices, you don't like the consequences. Somebody been sassing you all year and then they come bounding down the steps Christmas morning expecting the whole floor covered. Some of us were raised by people, if you didn't do certain things right, you'd get a few things and a lecture. And finally, if we're going to love them to life, not death, you want to practice grace and mercy when appropriate. That means that there are times when just like our father does with us, we do with our children. What does he do with us? Sometimes God gives you mercy. You know what mercy is? Mercy is you should get it, but I'm going to let you slide and trust that you learned your lesson. See, grace is I get from God what I don't deserve. Mercy is I don't get from God what I do deserve. And God blesses us with mercy and grace, doesn't he? There are times you know God's been too good to you. There are times God bailed you out and you know it was just grace. There are times God didn't let you suffer the consequences and you know it was mercy. And just like you're the recipient of it, sometimes you got to let your children say, you know you were wrong, but I'm going to let you go this time and trust that you learned your lesson. God's that way with us. We got to be that way as we love people to life. When God gives us blessings we don't deserve, that is grace. When he withholds consequences we do deserve, that is mercy. And because he freely gives us both, let us honor him by doing the same for others. Well, when you look back at the history found in your Bible, both Old and New Testaments, you can't help but notice the important role partnership has played in every significant act of God. He used partnership to populate the earth to start his church, and today he still uses partnership to advance his kingdom all over the world. One of the best ways you can take part in the Great Commission is by becoming a Destined for Victory partner for as little as $20 a month. And when you choose to partner with Pastor Paul, we'll send a few thank you gifts your way, including one of our most popular resources, Pastor Paul's CD, The Best of Let My People Smile. It's a compilation of some of his funniest illustrations and stories, something that will be sure to make you laugh and learn at the same time. Call 855-339-5500, or if you like, mail your gift, letting us know you wish to become a partner. The address is Destined for Victory. Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California, 94538. And of course, you can also sign up by clicking Become a Partner right at the top of the homepage at our brand new and updated website, PastorPaul.net. PastorPaul.net. Now, if you can't become a partner but would like to send a generous gift today, we'll send you this month's thank you gift, the University Press Study Guide, Joseph, How God Builds Character. That's Joseph, How God Builds Character, yours by request for your generous gift to Destined for Victory. Don't look at your life now and define yourself by who you are today. 
Don't look at your life now and say, this is who I am. This is what I do for a living. This is the way I impact others. This is all there is. I'm just going to ride it out from here. No, you are a person, a man, a woman, a boy, a girl of destiny. And that's next time in Pastor Paul Shepard's message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. Until then, remember, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory.